1: When it comes to learning something, we can either learn it the right way or the wrong way, the easy way or the hard way. It all depends on what you yoke yourself to to learn about, right? Yokes that choke is the title of our message today and this is truth for today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Today we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through chapter 7 and verse 1. A message called yokes that choke as opposed to the yoke that is easy, making our burdens light, that being the Lord Christ. Paul lays it all out for us, and that's what we're looking at here today. Please join us. Here's Pastor Phil Howard now with today's broadcast of Truth For Today.
2: You want to be sure that that child that professes faith in Christ, what kind of ministry will they be under? Will they teach the Word of God as the Word of God? Well, they teach that the blood of Christ saves from all sin. Did you know there's some groups taking all the blood hymns out? They don't sing about the blood because they don't believe it pays for sin. And I see some naive Christians. Well, they seem to love Jesus. What do they believe about? Is he God? Has he been raised from the dead? Is he coming back again? Wake up! Wake up! We don't traffic for those that pass on lies in the name of God. <clears throat> Most of you just, that's, that's a nice reply. But you don't, you don't have a hill of beans about what I'm talking about. You go to the seminaries. I've been around some that could talk you out of your faith. I met a boy going to a seminary in this area. And he was from the south and I said son how you going he said I'm confused about my faith I said get a ticket back to Georgia as soon as you can don't let them talk you out of your faith I don't care what degree you're going for I am grieved at how much stupidity there is in the pew about sound doctrine people can't tell you what justification means it doesn't matter it does matter Paul wrote a whole book on it I'm reading the biography of Dr. David Martin Lloyd-Jones, the famous pastor of London, and said when he started preaching there, nobody knew what justification was. Everything was light. Nobody ever dealt with verses. They just got up and told stories and acted funny and entertained. I want to tell you, hear me well. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to tell you what God said in his word. It's not my job to entertain it's my job to protect you by telling you the truth. And if you don't hear the Bible here, go to the elders and tell them. If you leave me alone, that's all I would do is teach the Bible. I wade through a lot of manure to take care of sheep. A lot of stuff. Budget. Got to raise the budget. We got to do this. We got, got another meeting. Got another. I want to know who is just loving to hear what God has to say. The truth shall set you free. The truth has set you free. The Word of God. I could care less on one way when I'm right with God, whether this church grows or demises. I will stand before God and he won't ask me how many we had in attendance. He's going to say, did you do what I told you? Did you preach the Word? Did you live the Word? Where's my bodyguards? (laughs) Then he says... These things, there's nothing in common. By the way, he said, you're the temple of the living God. You don't need to go to a temple. You are the temple. Remember Jesus telling the Samaritan woman, you don't need to go to Samaria to worship God. You don't need to go to Jerusalem. He said in John 2, I am God's temple on the earth in my incarnate body. And then he said, I'm going to start a people that among my people I'm going to indwell them. How many know you are carrying around deity in your body? You are indwelt by the Spirit of the living God. And when you corporately come together as saved people, you constitute a temple of worship to God. Hey, I I don't need to go to any sacred places. The sacred places starts with me. This is sacred ground. God, I want you to be at home in me. I am a worship center. Heaven and earth can meet together right here in my body. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul in you. I come to worship with you, not to stare what you read a bulletin, what you, oh, no, I come to worship with people that are sold on him as I want to be, because it stimulates me to worship this God. Do you get stimulated when you come down here, or do you just, if you didn't put three cups of coffee in you, you wouldn't be awake? Well, thank God for coffee. Uh, Now he gives them these promises. If you separate and not make these unholy alliances, I promise to do these things for you. He said, by the way, I will live with you. I will walk among you. I will be their God and they will be my people. This is marvelous. God says to Israel, Leviticus 26, Deuteronomy 4, I will live among you. And Moses wrote, Who has ever heard of such a God that he will dwell among the people that he saves? See, all the other gods, you had to seek them. They were way out there. You had to get up there. God says, I will be with my people. I will be with my people to the end of the age, Jesus said. Does anyone ever long for Jesus to come? After we get four more killings up in Yuntville, 17 in Florida, we can't keep up with all the crimes. And so I said, I want Jesus to come back. I want Jesus to come back. Well, he said, In the meantime, I'm with you. In the meantime. I will live with them. I'll walk among them. I'll be their God. And they will be my people. Then another command, come out. Be separate. Well, what do you mean? I can't have any unsaved friends. Just don't touch the unclean thing. And I will receive you. Stay away from that which contaminates you. I will be a father to you and I will be you will be my sons and daughters he's talking about intimate family fellowship we'll have a family relationship just don't don't be handling and touching that which is an offense to me sometimes you feel like You meet believers that just need a good bath. They smell. My dad used to tell us kids, you can't handle skunks without smelling like them. You begin to smell like what you've been handling. And uh, Paul was telling Timothy, if you'll cleanse yourself, Timothy, cleanse yourself from the sins I'm warning you about, 2 Timothy 2, then you'll be fit for the master's use. I don't want to serve what I've got to give people in a dirty cup. I want you to clean the cup. Clean the cup. Are you clean enough to bear God's message? Are you clean enough to bring good news? Or do you soil it? And so this is a message on... Don't be worldly. Don't be contaminated by your surroundings. It's why we're constantly running to 1 John 1, 9, confessing our sins, repenting of attitudes. Lord, I shouldn't have seen that movie. I shouldn't have gone to that place. Uh, All the compromises that we're daily faced with. What was I going to lunch with that woman for? Well, we work together. You ought to be careful. What did you go to that idol's temple for? What's at the happy hour for you? Anything that'll make you happy? Might end your marriage. Might help you become a drunk. You know, you don't have any time for church, but I got plenty of time for the the sports team. I got plenty of time for this. I've got all kinds of alliances and appointments I've got to keep. But I don't have any I have to keep with God. Who, who do you bow to? Who's really governing? What alliances are you in? And in this relationship thing, it's interesting that Jewish commentators and others take this. to always refer to marital relationships. Religion and relationships. We used, to, um, we used to be told as young people, don't date unsaved people. Anybody ever hear that? Five of you. Yeah. yeah. You know, so many young people, the only requirement is, are they breathing and are they warm? They're eligible. And be careful, this guy. Yeah, I'm a Christian for the night. I'll be anything you want me to be. No, are you sure enough a Christian. Well, yeah, but I'm a Christian that likes to have sex with whoever I'm dating. Oh, you're touching the unclean thing. I thought God had boundaries about sex. Well, I'm a Corinthian Californian. It's just a nerd. I got to have it. I'm a young, viral young man. Yeah. You're a mess up. You're a screw up. A lot of our young people, they ignore this. And see. I've pastored now all these years. I can't tell you how many young men or young ladies I wish I would have married different. It's too late now. I got married. We don't agree on how to raise the children. We don't agree on church. We—I uh, know if I bury her, she's going to hell. I'm going to heaven. We don't agree on Jesus. We don't. Did you know marriage will be hard enough even when you agree on Jesus? Yeah, you can agree on Jesus and say, "Honey, why can I not stand you at this moment?" I know you love him. But yuck, this is a bad day in our marriage. See, you need, don't be forming unholy union. so our young people who are being uh, inundated in sensual uh, sexual temptation by the media, by everything around them, peer pressure, all of that. And then in the churches, and then here, here's what I hear. Uh, Pastor, I'm dating. I just can't hardly find anybody that's a Christian. I said, what? And that's why they do a lot of church shopping. What they're really doing, they're doing a mate shop. I'm shopping for, I feel it. The Lord is leading this way. I, I know what you feel. She she just seemed to come out of nowhere, and uh, there she is. Yeah. And uh, she happens to be a good Mormon, but we'll work that out. Happens to be a good Jehovah's Witness. uh, Happens to be an atheist, but we agree. Oh, can that girl kiss? (laughs) What? So just the physical is going to make the bond? No, no, there'd be a disjoint there. Now, what happened in the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 7, uh, many had come to faith in Christ, but they had a situation in where one became a believer and the other didn't. And so in 1 Corinthians 7, uh, they're asking, Can I leave my husband? He's not a Christian. And he said, "Oh no, 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 don't don't leave. Don't leave. Uh stay in the union. The marriage is holy before God. Don't leave." And then she says, "But he wants to leave. He doesn't like the wife he's now got. I'm not his party animal anymore. I don't go to the temple anymore." I don't go to the bar anymore. I don't shoot up on the weekend anymore. I'm not, I can't do all the sins we were doing when we got married. Because I now want to go to church. I now love the Bible. I, love, I bow to Jesus. Not to, uh, oh, you know, uh, one of the goddesses. Uh, Bacchus or Venus or Mars. Or one of the idols. I devote Jesus as Lord in my life. And he's saying, I don't want you having Jesus as Lord. I want you to be a party animal with me. You practice the same ethics we practiced before we, you became a Christian. You married a pagan. I married a pagan. You done changed on me. I went out. He said, Let him go. You're not bound in such a relationship. If they don't want to live at peace with you in a Christian marriage, give them their freedom. And I believe you're free to remarry in the Lord. But it's pretty heavy, is it not? What kind of a life? And that's what I worry about young people. I'll see young people come to this church. I'll see a lot of them leave. The dating years, they start leaving like you cannot believe. Oh, I know what's going on. It's dates, sex, it's drugs, it's booze. They may come back at 30 uh, and look like they're uh, 60 because sin is hard on you. A lot of times they're living with regrets. They may have started a family. The kids don't, uh, they're torn between mom and dad, fought over religion. So he said, don't yoke up in anything that will compromise your loyalty to Christ. Whether it's religious, whether it's relationships. Then he gives these promises. His final word is verse 1 of chapter 7. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. And what he's saying there is uh, get away From all the contaminants. Because to go to the temple. It involved your body. Involved your spirit. In your spirit you're worshipping another God. Your body's being used. Usually in immorality. He said you're dirty. You're dirty from these alliances. Purify yourself. Perfect holiness in the fear of God. I, I want you to mature. I want you to become more and more. Like Christ. i like to say that. I looked at commentaries that never dealt with this chapter. It's a very unpopular one. Do we need this message? In a culture of tolerance. No absolutes. Whoever tells us. To don't be yoked with the wrong people. Whether that's business. Whether that's marriage. Whether that's any kind of relationship. It's one thing to work for an unsafe company, but you're not in alliance. You don't run the company. That's that's different. Let me just end by saying this, that uh, in the book of Haggai, he asked the prophet, and the prophet asked us, can you take a clean garment and touch it Take a clean garment and put it next to a dirty garment. Will that make it clean? Take a clean garment. You touch it next to a dirty one. What happens? Does the dirty get clean or does the clean get dirty? Brilliant congregation. (laughs) And that's right. He said, and neither... Can you take that, which is unclean, and never make anything clean? Talking to Rebecca, working in this flu epidemic, and working the clinic—you know what will wear you out if you work around medicine—is washing your hands. Right, Gloria? You got to get it on. Water's got to be running. I've heard the lecture it's the rubbing that really does it it's not just a little soap you got to rub you got to get rid of all the germs that's why anymore I just say hi brother hi sister no one clean thing so touch me <laughs> it, all day a physician a nurse probably probably 50 times a day any of you nurses here how many times a day? Look at him. I mean, what's going on? What's going on? You're kind of fanatical. No, I can't afford to catch the disease I'm trying to cure people of. While you're in this world, you better keep washing your hands. Are you going to catch the disease of the culture? You're going to start thinking like it. You're going to start looking like it. You're going to be compromising left and right. You know what? you got to keep going to the fountain and say, i got to wash my hands. That's why a lot of you aren't ready to worship on Sunday because you haven't taken a bath. And you stink. When you come, we know, man, they need a bath. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Irish Spring. I'm talking about in the Lord. Yeah. If you get clean, your worship would be doubly good. It, It works. That's why we used to have prayer meetings before service. You know why? We could ask God to forgive us for how we told her wife off. And God, forgive me for hitting the dog on the driveway. <laughs> and, and, and God, clean me. Get me clean. Because I didn't land clean. Oh, no. I land soil. I landed kind of dirty. And now I'm going to say, let's worship. Oh, you're not in any shape to worship. He said, Lord, I've been sinning so much. I'm in wrong alliances. I've got been compromising. <laughs> we to do good just to get you to have a posture that you look holy. And you're not. He said in Timothy, lift up holy hands. Holy. You've been washed. Been washed. We're constantly bathing, confessing. Going to the water of the word to wash the bride. Wash the bride. I just say, obey his commands. Don't yoke yourself up with any Lord besides Christ. Don't let anyone have authority over you religiously or in relationships that's not of the Lord. He commands he will live among us. I'd rather have Jesus living in me than having to go to a temple and get involved with false religion. Are you in true religion? Well, act like it. Act like it. Believe the truth. Obey the truth. Tell your daughters. Tell your sons. Please, please, don't mess up your life. The prettiest girl might not be the right girl. Does she know Jesus? Does she want to do God's will? And by the way, do you son know him? We had one of our young men ask a question yesterday. What should I look for in a girl that I want to hopefully marry? And I thought the men had some great answers. One was, be the kind of man that she wouldn't risk her Christian life to marry. I'd say this men... Is your wife better because she married you? This is a good time to go out on prayer. (laughs) Father, give these families grace to stare each other as they leave. Thank you. Help us to stay clean in a dirty, dirty world. It's only possible through your guidance. Help us to love sinners, but not to make compromise and alliances that compromise our faith. Please give us the wisdom to do it. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org.